hello, hello, everyone. This is Nick Zetuni, Head of Operations from Coder Minds. Hello, guys. My name is Rafael, and my job is to make machines smarter so that one day they can rule us all. Hello, folks. This is Nathan Jonas, and behavior is more important than tools and sometimes some languages. Beautiful. Yeah. And I'm scared now about your opening profile. Hopefully machines will not <laughs> rule over us. So stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> and welcome everyone. Thank you very much for both of you for joining us again in our Coda Talks. But today for our special series of podcasts about professions. And Nathan and Rafael are here with us to talk about something that most of you might not even heard of it, quote unquote sarcasm, that is IT. Information technology, something that nowadays basically works with computers in every possible way that you can imagine and sometimes ways that you cannot imagine. And the main reason why I brought those two friends of mine here to talk, it's because the very first one, Rafael, here in my screen, he is a developer, while Nathan is a business analyst. And they can work separately or even together in the same team to make the most like interesting plethora of projects in IT to work because they tackle different areas, but in the same kind of a uh, big project, right? And I want to start as usual, uh, listening from you guys, hearing from you about the summary of the profession. We're going to be going back and forth, of course, to try to give uh, that broad perspective that kind of will embrace both of your areas, right? But we need a starting point. So let's have a starting point. All right, let, I will try to summarize what is a developer or a programmer. What do, what do we do? What, what developers do is to think about ways to solve problems. So we bring solutions to the table. Uh, we look at the, at the company's uh, work and how they interact with the, their customers. And we bring a solution to bring, their, they, to bring them together or to facilitate something. And we don't simply do a website. That is not what we do. What we want is actually to facilitate the communication or to make the life of the of the user easier. And in that way, of course, money is involved because we want to facilitate interactions and that kind of stuff. So a developer is not some, some guy that is good at, math, at mathematics or the, the, the person that it will make some games. The developer is the professional that is going to bring solutions to the company's problems. Beautiful. Now, again, we're talking about the, the developer part, which is in a way kind of the, the back end, right, of the, of the profession. But in some parts, thinking about the front end, I guess Nathan would have a little bit of a more of an insight for us. Well, more or less, in fact, uh, we like to say that development is the back end, the front end, but is the responsible for the technical solution. But as many of people listening to this podcast can, you know, never work with some IT and find these rules, names, or everything different. Uh, that's good because it's basically the problem of my function tries to solve. Basically, I'm a business analyst. 
And if you can define my principal goal of my work is create a bridge between the dev team and the business team. Basically, I need to make both teams speak the same language. As you can see, normally that don't happen because normally people from IT speak so many technical or business just want to speak about business. And my purpose is make connection with both sides and make both works well as possible. It's funny because uh, every time I, I I give a lecture or a speech or whatever, or even in random, random conversations, right? I try to make sure that everyone understands that it doesn't matter what we're creating. If it's a new technology, a new like area of technology, a new profession, it's a new area. It's a new niche. And that niche will have to evolve in what I like to see, because I compare everything with biology, as you guys know, in a specific set of ways. And if you start creating a lot of different areas inside that niche and those areas are not communicating eventually you will have to create the link right just so those areas they can become more efficient it's like having the guy who is doing the delivery and the guy in the warehouse not talking about hey those are the packages that needs to go to this neighborhood or that area of the city right so normally you would expect that they would be people, they will be departments that will have that communication properly. Reality is it never happens that way. <laughs> That's why you need people like Rafael, people like uh, Nathan to create that bridge from different teams like business, like developers in case of Nathan, or even Rafael creating bridges amongst and between his own team to allow things to continue to flow and the project because correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but most of what you do is kind of a project-based, right? Yeah. Well, actually, sometimes we can work at projects that are that already exist and we have to improve it. But even then, one of the things that the, the developer has to do, he has to understand the business. And so, but imagine that your whole life, you are training to understand the code and the computer. And that that's why people... Uh, think that uh, developers are kind of geeky, you know, because we we talk a lot with the computer. So we need the help from a business analyst to make us understand the business because we need to understand the business to make what the what the the the, the company needs. So yeah. that's why uh, it's so important to have this link of communication. Sometimes we don't have the someone like Nathan to help. And you know the company is, uh, begins to struggle with communication, and the the end result of the product it's not what the company needs. Absolutely. So that's how, that's how important it is. And I'm gonna jump in with a real uh, world example here. Uh, when I came into the head of operations of Code and Minds, uh, and we just hired this uh, marketing person that still work with us, Ola. And uh, but Ola was still getting trained, etc. So uh, my second in command, Lynn, that also been in the podcast, asked me to do some kind of design for her, right? And I love doing some designs on Photoshop every here and there. So I spent hours trying to create, you know, this interesting design using all the knowledge and all the tools that I learned from Photoshop courses that I had, and then I delivered to her. And then she was like, yeah, no, that's quite good. But can we ask Ola to give a second opinion? And then all that Ola did was to get like a fancy picture, put like a, a kind of a purple blur just so she can write on top of it. And everybody loved it. 
you know? So I feel that a lot of people that I at least interacted with has that problem that I had. I want to use my skills. I want to create this amazing thing, this beautiful thing that it has the most complex and, you know, beautiful code. And you're going to spend 10,000 hours and spend $10,000 on it. And it's useless because the company does not need that. Yeah, basically, if you are speaking about projects in most of the companies, we always need to understand we're going to have a limit of using time, money, and people. And I, I, I like to consider people inside of time, money, but someone... Yeah, resources, and, right? Yes, resources. And we have limited resources, you know? Sometimes uh, people are going to ask for you, okay, I, I want to... Uh, teleport machine or something like that you it know <laughs> yes and sometimes look if you see the price look beautiful but how much time you need to attend to do it how much money you're going to spend doing it and sometimes uh we need someone in the middle of this conversation to understand the real needs of the business because nobody's need a travel machine or teleport machine or something like that. They just need to be on point A and go to a point B with a less time possible. And maybe, you know, you just need an airplane or something faster than you shoes. I don't know. But we need to do always this type of relationship and compare these situations and understand with the dev team how much gonna cost, how much time you're gonna use and create a balance between both sides because one side wants to deliver the biggest beautiful thing. The other side wants to have the biggest beautiful thing too. But so we're gonna pay the bills <laughs> and yeah. that's change the plans. <laughs> it's uh, all we're talking about here. And I mentioned that in a few other podcasts is what we call systems thinking. If whatever employee wants to do a good job in whatever given a company, it's amazing if that employee can understand all layers of the company just so that an employee doesn't waste resources and things that are not really needed, right? So what you guys are describing is just that. Like, Rafael is great at developing things, but he truly believes that in order for him to develop something, the company needs to have a good use for it, sell it, and obviously do not waste resources. And Nathan comes in saying, okay, we have this many resources, this many people in order for us to get from point A, the project, to point B, the deliverable, this is what we need to do. I guess I, I kind of captured in a good way, right? Right. Yeah, and, and that is, there is something really important about what you, you said, because what you described is like a developer that takes hold of the, of the project. There is no business analyst the, uh, let's say that somebody requested something and the developer, he takes it and he makes everything that he wants. He takes the, the less technology, the last thing that he see and he thinks, oh, it's really good. It's like they just launched something new and I'm going to use and he, had, and he has a blast doing it and it shines, you know, but it, it is not useful. Mm -hmm. Because he spent so much time doing something that he liked and not something that the company needs. And then he's crushed by the fact that no one uses it. And this yeah. is so crushing because I, I lived it. Well, I, 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 I did go through a lot of companies and some of them, we didn't have this kind of communication. And what I did was not useful. 
And whose fault was that? Was mine, maybe. Or, but what, what happens is that in the end, what I did was not useful. And I will always remember the feeling that I had that my, my job was wasted. It's not that I made a, a, a bad job. It's just that I didn't understand uh, what was needed to be done. And so we have to try to not, uh, try to avoid that kind of mistake. And that's why business analysts help us out so much. There we go. So that's a good summary. But now I want to jump into the education path. And I know that both of you have something that might even be unknown to our uh, listeners here that might be thinking about going to IT, that is the certifications. But before we go to the certifications, I just quickly want to talk about the education path. So if I am student and I want to become an IT professional, to what college or university should I go? So if you if you want to become a developer, one of, one of the things that you have to keep in mind is that college is not actually required, but it's always good to have to, to go to college. But today the the need for uh, for developers is so higher, so there is so much need for this kind of professionals that they don't require you to be uh, to, to to have attended a a college. Like a diploma well, or a certificate, right? Exactly, exactly. What you need is to know your stuff. You know, you have to be good at doing code and uh, understand the problem and solving it. Uh, if you go to a college, that will help you a lot. And if you go to a college to become a developer, I plead to you attend and to this to the programming languages and algorithmic classes for you to, uh, to better improve your logic because the, the, the computer, it has, his, it, it has his way to think. It has his way to understand. That's why we, we say pro, uh, programming language because how do we speak with the computer? And there is a way. So that class, that, this kind of class are really important, you know? And if you get that, you can get the rest. The rest is super impo important because soft skills is something that uh, developers really lack and it, make, it makes a lot of difference. But uh, you don't need college, but it is, uh, it is good to have. And if you're going to make some course to, to do some, to some studies, focus on algorithm, algorithmic studies and programming language studies. There you go. What's your take, Nathan? Well, be a BA here in Brazil or most any place in the world is a little bit difficult because we don't have this type of specialization in a college, university, or something like that. We don't have a specific course to do it, in fact, you know? And we basically need a combination between the courses of dev development guys and the business guys. And if you want to become a BA, I would suggest to you study both or maybe start on one side and do a graduate like MBA in another side of the table. For example, start as developer and after that do an MBA to business management or something like that. Or sometimes you can find some types of courses like IT management. But the most, I think the biggest problem of my area is you're going to see a lot of tools, a lot of frameworks, 
and this type of things, but that don't help you to be a business analyst because in this role, the most important is the behavior of want to solve problems and help people speak together. And that's great, a little bit difficult to, to enter in that area, but if you already have some type of experience, we have some type of certificates, for example, like IIBA, for example, is a Canadian uh, group of business analysts, and they have some courses to help it, but you, you not find a normal uh, education to be a BA, in fact, you know? There you go. So I guess my, my take home message here from that is, yes, if you wanna go to college or whatever IT area, or if you wanna go to university to a computer sciences, uh, yeah, go ahead, as you said, it has its value, but just because the market now, today in 2021, it's so in need of a professional, as long as you understand the code, and as long as you know what you're doing, you're good to go. And if you have that uh, a little bit of IT knowledge, and if you have that little bit of business knowledge, you can blend both and then become a business analyst, right? The pathway, though, just to give our, our uh, listeners here a little bit of an idea would be go to college for whatever IT area try uh, a bachelor's of computer sciences and then do an MBA or maybe go to college, get whatever IT or business area, go exactly opposite in university. If you've done like a B, uh, business uh, college, then go to computer sciences, then you might have a good blend and then possibly try to find a, a postgraduate kind of a course or whatnot that will be blending both of them. But again, that's the traditional route. That's something that a lot of companies might believe it's important. But I know for a fact, as I mentioned, you guys have certifications that are actually worth more than your diploma for some companies. Let's quickly talk about those certifications. Well, that, that's kind of easy when you talk about uh, technology and the, because you are a really technical guy. So for example, I, I love uh, C-sharp and the programming language of SPNX and Microsoft kind of, uh, it's the company that owns that language. So they create a lot of paths path for you to, to make the, the certification. So they make the easier one and then there is the, the, the middle term until you go to the, the, the hardest one. And there is a lot of paths because there is a lot of technology. So if you want to become a developer, you want to become a, a developer of web, of of cloud or or to database so there is a lot of things that you can do and everything has its own certificate and certification actually and is specific to that to that technology so it's not it's not hard and, and if you want to go to another another language like java or node every single one has have his specific path you know so it's really simple one of things one of the things that i want to uh, to tell you guys that certificate certifications are hard to pass so you have to study a lot and sometimes people uh, become too focused on that and they forgot the practical aspect of it of it so before you try to get a lot of 
certifications, I believe it is better for you to have some professional experience. One of the things, when I, when I take my test of certifications, one of the things that uh, were required is that I had three years of, ex of experience. So the way that this, uh, this test are made, they expect you to have experience because they are tests for specialists, not mm -hmm. beginners. So you have to, there is some tests for beginners and you have to look at it, but that's my take on it. Perfect. Well, I, I totally agree with Rafael. In fact, basically from BA side, it's almost the same situation. We have some certificates within to try to get it. You need five or seven years of experience. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's a lot of experience. Well, but I, I want to bring up another point here. On my feeling and my experience, I don't know if Rafael agrees with me, uh, certificates is better to open the doors, you know, the first door, you, you need uh, opportunity inside of a great company or something like that. But after some time, your experience inside of your work is have much more value mm -hmm. to the human resource people or another people who are responsible to recruit, recruit people. Uh, because I think at the beginner of your path, you can say that it's important to learn, study good things, but from middle, I'm going to say middle, uh, a professional late career. With, yes, middle to late career. I think certificate lost a little bit the power or the importance, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, one of the things that is, that is important is that I used, I, I got a certificate to try to get a, a improved on my, on my career in the same, uh, to, to, get, to get a better, a better payment. That, that, that's the thing. <laughs> Who doesn't want a good payment, right? <laughs> yeah. And it works in, in the company that, so certifications have that, that meaning. Some companies, they want to have the, their technical staff certificated because they get some perks for example with microsoft if you have a lot of certifications for microsoft so th there is this this kind of stuff you know but what uh, nathan said it is absolutely true absolutely true uh i i am i want i am one of the persons that made the interviews to acquire a new person to the team and what happens is that your curriculum it is a it is like something for me to invite you. So it have to, to I I need to pay attention to something and the certifications help with that. But if you have a lot of experience, you actually doesn't need the, 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 the certification. Because when you come to an interview, that's when the thing starts, you know. So if you have like 10 certifications and when I talk to you, you don't know, you simply don't know, you know, you, you are a guy that you are a person that can make tests. And that's not what I want. I want someone that can solve problems. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. So in a nutshell here, again, education path, you go for all the previous examples that we had, but for most of the hiring managers, if a given candidate has whatever certificate, 
being like agile methods like Scrum that I know that Nathan has or C++, as you said, that you have like all the window paths of, uh, of certification, Rafael, that might be giving you uh, an extra, an edge in being hired because you have a specific set of skill sets that makes you different and possibly even better than a person who has no certificates whatsoever. Right? All right. Perfect. Okay, so uh, we're going to leave for you guys, uh, listeners here, a few links in the, the description of the, the podcast, just so you can check some of those certifications that we've been talking about. Now, quickly, because I know that every day of yours is different, just like mine, but I want to know a little bit about the regular day, the routine, working as a developer or a BA. What do you need to do? I need to hear a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, that's my work. I know it sounds strange, but if you can speak about my day, most of my day is to understand people, you know? I, I spent some days writing some documentation or doing something more operational in the day, but most of my day is understand the business and the people. It's basically that. And this take a lot of time. I bet meetings, <laughs> reports, emails, right? Yes, yes. I, I think I, I today I probably spend four or five hours of a day inside of meetings mm -hmm. because I work with a customer from another country and we basically need to, to do meetings to stay together. And this is basically my work, you know, understand the customer process. Uh, and think how to improve that process and save or get more money. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So in my, uh, on my side, today I'm a tech lead. So because I'm a leader, I have to do a lot of meetings too, a lot. But actually, I, I'm, I want to talk about the, the, the junior, the, the, the senior developer. They don't need to do meeting as much. So the day-to-day, -day, it's like we have we have usually we have some planning and in the planning there is a lot of talk between the the developers because they need to propose the solution uh in technical terms so in that area the it is like extremely technical we have to to architect the the database and the software and the planning took uh, took a lot of time but it is a even though it is a meeting, it is a technical meeting, and the planning takes some days. And after that, we uh, the meetings are usually ten to fifteen, even thirty minutes, because we call it dailies. And if if it is a, a organized company, usually a developer uh, takes his, takes its time in development. He he keeps with the computer. He writes a lot of code. He may, uh, when he goes to a meeting, is because he needs to understand something better, to ask the, his technical leader for something that, or is blocking his path, he needs to insight. But every, it's like every day you are going to code and try to solve, uh, the, 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 to resolve the feature that you are meant to resolve. As you progress on your career, so you begin a junior, and as you go to a senior or even a leader, you become to talk more because you have to help people understand how the technical, uh, how, how the, the programming works. So for example, today 
I actually, my best friend is the business analyst of my company because I have to, because I'm the leader, I have to speak with, with him so that he can uh, uh, pass through the information to the commercial or to the financial side. It, every, every the, the area of the company that needs something to do. Uh, and uh, so the communication, uh, it happens a lot. I am a, in a lot of meetings, but I also, I divide my time between coding and meetings. So this is something weird. As you go forward in the in the career, you actually code less. Mm -hmm. But it, it's something. But it is something common, and the the, the conversations be, become more pleasant because you know you are the architect to, to develop the solution is really fun. It's really cool, and you understand the business of your company. It's actually for me, it's pleasurable. Yep. And just to give like a kind of a, a quick understanding, right? That's how I see it too, Rafael. Uh, when you start in a very technical position, if you want to have, and we're going to talk about that quickly, that is the career path uh, next, you start getting the technical knowledge. You need to understand the company, you need to understand the business. And then as you progress, you start understanding more of the bigger picture rather than your own post, your own routine. And just because in theory, of course, you acquire that much experience, if you are brought to like supervisory or even management side, the idea is for you to get all that experience with all the troubleshooting specifically that you acquire throughout your years, and then you apply to help people who are actually not there yet right, to solve problems. So you become less technical and you become more of a problem solver. But you can only become that problem solver if you went through enough problems so you know what to do or at least where to find the solutions, right? So it's, it's very important that like when I was young, like, no, I could be a supervisor. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the pressure that you have to take, the, the, when the problem is right there, when the system is, is down and the sales, you are losing money. So man, the pressure is on. So yep. you have to have this, the, the, you know, the experience literally for you mm -hmm. to solve and to try to fix everything together. You know? Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to say that uh, quote, a quick example here from my wife, right? Uh, the hotel she works, sometimes the, the whole system goes down. And then most of her staff has no idea what to do. And she went to other hotels in the, in the chain that she works for, and she had similar issues, and no one ever knew what to do. No one thought of coming up with a process with pen and paper to solve the problem like, oh, the system is down. We have those many rooms. How are we going to be selling the rooms and how we're going to be telling guest number one to go to room number one and guest two to go to room number two instead of telling them to both to go to room number one and cause a very pleasant accident. Right? So, uh, but one, one thing that is important to, to note that it is if you are a person that are not to, you're not, if you're not a good people person, you want to be with your computer there is a career path for you, for you to do so. It's like you become a specialist. You don't go to the, that area of leadership or management. You always you will always be an, an specialist. And there is this career path, career path because companies try to, they become aware that when some, some technical person becomes too good, they took that person away mm -hmm. and they put them into a management position and everything went down. It's like, well, because the person did not fit the role. 
Yes. So mm -hmm. that happened in, in a company that I, I attended to. So what they understand is that that guy is better at doing things, practical things, and because that's what where he's good. Uh, and when you see that the person is because it is a, a, an IT guy, a technical guy, but he has this people person quality like Nathan over there, you know, the people person. So they took that guy and go to the, and, and maybe put the, him in a leader position or management position because he knows a lot about the business as Nicholas uh, said. Perfect. Yeah, I just want to add a note here to new people on, on IT area. Uh, companies will not care about your position in one fact. Everyone needs to have a minimal knowledge to how to work with other people. You know, that's the minimum of any company you expect for any professional daily. You know, if you expect just have a computer in your side and don't speak with anyone the entire day, that will not happen ever <laughs> forget about that okay uh, sometimes you have more people work sometimes you have less people work but we are humans we live in a society people you be part of your work every day you mm -hmm. like or not and since they will be part of your day every day, right? It's good to have at least that minimum. Here in Canada, people are like, oh, we just need to be professional, right? And all that they wanted to, to, to people to understand is like, oh, you're going to be working with people. You need to be pleasant. You need to, you know, do what needs to be done. You need to create good channels of communication, uh, which in my mind translates, please don't be a child. <laughs> That's all people are asking. <laughs> <laughs> so since we're already talking about the career path, like in, in broad strokes, let's go for kind of a, the step-by-step. -step. So you start as a junior, whatever, a business analyst or a developer, right? And then? So usually you can become as an intern, actually. Uh, and then you can become a junior professional. And after that, you can grow yourself, yourself to be a full-fledged developer. And as you go, grow experience, you, you can become a senior. And then your career can actually bifurcate, you know, you can branch become, out. Yeah, branch out. You can become a, a leader, a technical leader. And even after that, you can go to management. So, or you can become an specialist or an architect, we, we call something like that. So that usually it takes that, that kind of way. Yeah. And understanding that the specialists will be needing a lot of the technical skills and the leader will, of course, rely a little bit more on the, the soft skills slash understanding of the bigger picture. Is it the yeah. same for the, for the business analyst side, Nathan? Yes, basically it's the same situation. Uh, today, we now have some, you know, type of roles as a little bit of BA, but uh, with different names, we can say. For example, a product owner, for example, mm -hmm. uh, has something of BA inside or a product manager have some type of BA inside too. Uh, we have the same path of experience and uh, we can change from a role to another role between your career. It don't change a lot of things. You, you know, you don't need to back to the start of the path after change to another one. Mm -hmm. uh, so, something to note as a developer that some uh, Nicholas said, 
in the beginning of the conversation something about front end and back end because you can specialize uh, at, at this you are a back end developer and there is another term that we say that is a full stack developer he, he takes care of everything you know so even though you you can be a senior at the back end you can be like a full fledged uh, developer at uh, front end so you can actually be a lot of stuff a lot of things at the same time and become this a full developer a full stack developer senior and you know everything and even so a lot of business analysts actually were developers mm -hmm. they begin with that and then they exchange to to that kind of path you know and this can this can happen too most of them yep question now so I am trying to get into like a higher position, right? Will certifications help me to achieve that? In my case, you can you you can have you can look at the career path on your company. If your company uh, requires something like that, then you can make you can make the test. But usually, what you do is that you want to go to another company. Because the, the certification, because suppo suppose that your company does have career paths. That a lot of companies are like this, you know. So even if you take the test, you are not, uh, you can assure that you get the, you can grow inside your own company. But with the certification, your curriculum, it's going to become prettier. Mm -hmm. And maybe when you send the curriculum to another company, you can uh, be seen as a senior, you know. Something like that. Yes, I, I totally agree, Rafael. I think it's help, but it's not the main point or principal point gonna help you find a better work, for example. Uh, I, I, I think I have some couple of friends, they already have a leader position or senior position, and they don't have a college, for example. You know, mm -hmm. They just get a lot of experience inside of the light. But they don't have anything of normal path of education, but they have a good job. I think that better message here is you need to find your way to improve yourself. You know, someone needs to have more education, someone needs to have more experience. You need to understand yourself and follow your your path to improve and not try to have a type of mirror in someone else. Beautiful. So it's, it's, it gets all back to like your self-knowledge, right? So, oh, but I am never promoted. I, I, I will never become a supervisor. Why is that? What are you lacking that people will not give you that position? Is it more education? Is it more people skills? And then once you have that understanding, you can go to get a certification because you need more technical or even becoming a better person. Who knows, right? With the soft skill side of it. Something that people need to understand about an IT profession is that it is extremely result-based. You need, mm -hmm. if you have results, you will be compensated, you know? So that's what Nathan is talking about. Even though the guy doesn't have any, oh, I don't have a master degree. I, I don't, uh, whatever. If you give results, I need you in my company, you know, because of your results. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes this is not uh, in other careers, this is not usual. They need the, 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 the uh, 
Ability? Paper. The paper, yeah, the paper. <laughs> the papers, you know? Oh, look, I have the paper. But in, in IT, you usually have to show the results. Look how, mon how much money the company is, ma is making. What, one of the goals that we have helped achieve, it was not money-wise. It was, we have a, a website that measure the relationship between the company and the customers. And we try to improve that. And we, in, the, in our company, win, uh, win an award because it improved so much. And that was a solution with persons. We have a, our, a area specialized in that and a IT solution. We bring both together and we, we uh, won the award. So mm -hmm. this, the, the, the result was made and that, that's the important thing in, in uh, IT, you know? Beautiful. That, that's awesome. Well, so much good information here. I'm baffled. I'm not going to lie. Let's go to the common pitfalls because every profession has the downside, the common mistake, right? And in IT, I, I would just throw one out there, right? If you are a very, very good tech and you want to jump into like a supervisor position without soft skills, that's your biggest pitfall, right? But what are the other pitfalls that people usually do in BA and IT? I think he, I think at BA role, people start at the beginning of the career to care about so much tools, you know, so much frameworks like Scrum, Kanban, everything else. Uh, they forget the basic of the role, is care about people, is care about problem. And I think that's biggest pitfall on, on, on my role, you know. They start to, to be a type of uh, human book, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of a lot of concepts, preconcepts, a lot of tools to use in every moment. And they forgot to be more humans, you know, to listen, to be empathetic, to try to do the connection rather than like, oh, I have a problem. Yes, this is the tool that you need to use and that doesn't solve the problem at all. Yes, right? <laughs> sometimes you don't need a tool to solve problems, you know, you just need to speak with someone. I think all of us here can agree that sometimes if you are in a, in a leader position of sorts, all you're gonna do is just listen. <laughs> just shut your trap, problem solved. You didn't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh... The, the first pitfall of a, a, a developer career, it has something to do with what Nathan said. Uh, our world is actually, there, there is too many technologies being creating, created every day, every time. And some people, they try to master everything at once. Mm -hmm. And that won't help. To be a generalist, it means that you cannot do anything right. You can do a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff bad. And this is the, the, the main pitfall of, uh, of people that, that love technology and try to understand everything at once. One thing that I, I think that uh, I think that everyone should do is that learn a lot of one technology. So if you want to, if you like Java, learn a lot of Java. If you like C Sharp, learn a lot of C Sharp or Node or JavaScript. So, and be good at it. And be able to make something out of it. And after that, because if you go deeper, if you go deeper, the simpler concepts will be easier for you to get, you know? And then you can branch out to other types of technologies. 
And I saw a lot of people that they cannot get out of a junior position, even though they, they, their curriculum are amazing. It's like, oh, they know so much stuff, but they didn't know anything with profundity. So that, that, that is the main pitfall of the beginning of the career. The I, second, I, I just add one thing here. I think people need to understand the core concept of anything at first, you know, because I, I'm speaking by myself, Rafael is the <laughs> specialist here, but languages, for example, you have a lot of languages, but the core concept of language is almost the same, you know? After... To be 100% clear here, the computer languages. <laughs> yes, yes, computer language. <laughs> After you understand the logical of how things work, it's easy to take this previous uh, knowledge and apply on another point or another computer language. You know, uh, people who want to have to have a lot of this type of knowledge start to just learn the basic again and again and again, and you need cross that wall. You know, you need break that out and go deeply to more more hardly things to understand. Mm -hmm. And that uh, makes you different, right? That gives you an edge. That makes you special in that specific area that you learned from. That goes to the second pitfall. What, what Nathan is speaking, it goes to the second pitfall of people that are trying to become a developer. It's that they stop where it hurts. What do, what do I mean with that? When you try to go deeper in, a, in an understanding, in the beginning, it is everything is easy. It's like it is the it is the beginning of the language. It is the beginning of the technology. So the concepts they go easy, and you can even express them in the computer, and everything works. But as it go deeper, it strike it it it's, it starts to become harder, and it hurts because it's hard to understand. Mm -hmm. The the pitfall, it is the it is the the idea that because you are listening to a lecture or watching a, a, a lecture, anything, a class, you are learning. How technology works is that you have to get your hands dirty. You need to do it. So if you're watching something, you need to do, to do it after because it won't work. I, I assure you, it won't work. That's when you will get your, uh, that's when you will see that something is lacking and then you can under, uh, try to get help and you can start more or something else, you know, but you need to do it. Never watch a lesson and think that you understand. You need to do it yourself. That's the second pitfall. Beautiful. Which brings us to our last uh, point that I want to bring to all our listeners here. That is basically perks and quirks. So I would love if you guys could give me two perks, two good things, right? That you really like about the profession and two quirks, two things that are like, eh. <laughs> if I could get rid of this, I would. <laughs> well, from VA side, I think two perks. You're going to know a lot of process from different areas, you know. Uh, it's... It's it's transformed the world in an open book to you, and you're gonna with experience you're gonna see a lot of different things. And if you like it, I think it's a perk. You know, I I like it. 
I already work with, with projects on financial, uh, manufacturing, logistic, and also other many areas. Medical, I love medical care. I remember the medical, medical care. care. Yes, <laughs> medical care. You know, it's it's so completely different. It's it's make me happy. That's a, a real good point. Uh, the second point is, it's a little bit strange to say that, but I help people in a, in a way, you know, most of my customer has a problem and they don't know how to solve or how to improve or know how to do anything sometimes. And I help this person. And normally it's really good persons, in fact, you know, people are this desperate trying to, oh my God, someone save me here. I don't, I don't know how to do it. And my work is help these people, you know, and it's make me happy at the end of the day, you know, I'm not doing my job only for the money at the, at the end. I'm doing because I'm helping people too. I just want to say that all this speech of yours and your Superman shirt there are very, you know, they're hinting something. <laughs> <laughs> your superhero complex, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, the bad side of my area, in fact, I, I think it's per people too, you know, because you're going to speak with a lot of people and, you know, we sometimes need to, to work with hard people, different, not different, but some child, like you say, you know. They are uh, out there. <laughs> yes, they are there. And the second bad point is as you change a lot, and this is good, this is bad too, you know, because it's like like Rafael say it's hard and it's hurt to learn a lot and the beginner of the process to understand a new process a new company or something new inside of a company it hurts too you know it's not simple to oh let's make that oh your problem it's easy don't care about no sometimes spend time you need to spend time you need patience to to understand the situation and it's hurt, you know, it's, it's part of the job, understand that. Yeah. The learning curve in each area gets complicated, right? Yeah. What about you, Rafael? I will, I will stay away from the, 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 the easier quirks. It's like, oh, money and jobs, a lot of jobs. So, okay, the, the, this, is, this is a good thing. But one of the things that I like the most about being a, a developer, it is that one thing that people don't know is that it is exciting. You do a lot of new stuff. It's like the, the, there is some projects that you, you 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 look at it and say, this is so freaking cool, you know? And you have, you, you are part of it. And sometimes this is so cool because you change the company altogether. It's like everything changes because of the project that you were part of it. And I think this is a great perk uh, and something that drives me, you know? Uh, another thing is that uh, the company they value you. It's like uh, because you are a developer and you 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 work with things that are so important. Usually, the company sees this uh, with good eyes and they treat you well. Because I, I had other jobs and I know how it is to be how to not to work as an IT guy. 
And even though there is this joke, oh, call the IT guy, and it is not actually true. They actually, they see that they need this person that has a knowledge that is really specific. You know, it is hard to know that kind of stuff. And I, I, I saw that, I see that as a quirk too. So now the quirks, uh, one of the biggest quirks in, in the development career is that as you progress, your responsibility progress as well. And it becomes really, really hard to keep in mind some of the, the, the responsibilities of a senior developer because you uh, today, every company uses a lot of technology. And when something breaks there, it is like the money of the company is all there, you know? So it is a really big perk. And there is the fact that as everything is changing, you need to, the second perk is the fact that you have to study, study always. It's like always because the versions of the software that you, you the language that you, you use, they every, every year they launch a new, uh, a new version of the language that you use. So it's like, imagine that you speak English. Oh, I think you speak English. So imagine that uh, to, today they are launching a new English and you have to learn it. So they, they change the, the, the word, something like that. And they make another, imagine another feature in your language. So as a developer, you have to stay aware of that and you have to try to keep up with the market. Because if you if you become this what we call a dinosaur, it is really bad for your career, and this is a, a really big quirk. But uh, and that's and that's true. I, I think is they are the ones that hurt me more. Beautiful, and that is a beautiful wrap. We got a lot of information about two sides of IT, two different but still complementary areas. And just to give our quick take-home message, as usual. From everything, I would say, if you are looking into IT, you need to grow, of course, your skill set that is very important for whatever you're passionate about. If you like web design, focus on web design. If you like, you know, coding and programming, focus in coding and programming. But don't you forget that this is just one of the myriad of possibilities that are out there. And if you want to continue to grow and become someone, a leader, a supervisor or whatnot, you will need to branch out not only your technical knowledge, but also hone and sharpen your social skills, your leadership, if you may. What about you, Rafael? What's your take home? Well, my take home is that you need the, the analyst guy because they help me a lot and all, everything that Nicholas said is true. Uh, the soft skills actually, they helped me so much because I was the, the geeky nerdy guy that could not speak into anyone else outside of my bubble. And this is something that uh, helped me a lot in the career and not only in my career, but the soft skills actually also helped me with uh, people around me. So that's something that I think everyone needs to, to learn and to see that your professional career can help you not only in your profession, but also in your life. Perfect. And Nathan? Well, the most important is keep in mind the behavior of keeping learning and improve yourself. Always. Never think about, oh, I'm done now. It's okay. It's the same. This level is my level forever. Keep learning, keep improving, and keep this behavior as possible. Always. Beautiful.
And that is a wrap, my friends. Thank both of you for being here with us again. I hope the information that we have been giving, it was very helpful. And hopefully we will be able to at least point some listeners into the IT or BA career. And with that in mind, this is Nick Satuni over and out. Goodbye, folks. And that's it. I hope you, I hope you all become developers and we can take on the world. And actually, we don't need to help the machines. <laughs> Goodbye, folks, and keep your mind via B8 better than via dev. <laughs> I'm the last one to say goodbye. Rafael is not saying anything after that. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>